Welcome to the Raising Successful Kids podcast. This is a podcast where we will discuss and explore how to raise children to be successful in all areas of their life. Irene Santanier is a working mum of an entrepreneurial child and shares a passion with her husband to see children succeed. And now, introducing your host, Irene Santanier. Hello everyone, Irene Santanier here welcoming you to another episode of the Raising Successful Kids podcast. Can you ignite the entrepreneurial fire in your child? And if so, what can you do? When I was young, my idea of my life was very simple. I went to school, I worked hard at school, I gained some qualifications, and if I worked at even a little bit harder, then I was going to leave school, I was going to get myself a good job or maybe have a better career than if I didn't work very hard. It was quite simple, there was nothing complicated about it at all. It's what my parents had done and what the majority of parents of kids I knew did. And once you landed yourself a job after you'd left school or you'd been lucky enough to go to university... You might have been able to gain an apprenticeship or something like that and enter a trade. You stuck with that path that you were then on, usually until the end of your working days. Whether that was something you wanted to do or not, you tended not to deviate from it. Having your own business or being an entrepreneur was seen as risky, but good for you for having a go, but it wasn't actually for everybody. Now, in our son's lifetime, him and his peers are expected to have as many as seven careers. They're not going to be phased at the prospect of adapting and growing and finding jobs or different careers to meet their needs and desires. And the interesting thing is that a large number of that generation and future generations will use their skills to start their own businesses and create income from their passions. One of the things that they need to do in order to start their own business, set up their own career paths, is to be self-confident. It can be incredibly hard if you're a business owner. Business owners need to be tough and resilient and robust. Running a business, particularly in the first couple of years, can be really difficult Businesses can be beset with setbacks and difficulties. Once those problems have been solved, the problems don't go away. It just gives you permission to deal with different problems and find different solutions. Problems will come at you in different ways, in different formats. Um, As I've just said, once you've solved those, you just give yourself permission to deal with different ones and maybe bigger ones, certainly as you get bigger in your business. So young entrepreneurs have to trust what they're doing. They have to go with their instincts. Now, successful business owners know who they are as people and they know the skills that they possess. They don't take things personally and they're not usually persuaded by negativity. Everyone gets caught up in negativity sometimes, but it's better, obviously, not to allow that to define who you are. So developing confidence in your child is not actually about constantly praising them, telling them that they're fantastic and amazing. 
They have to learn that giving praise is also balanced with fair and appropriate feedback. You're not doing them any good at all if you constantly praise them without giving a balanced and fair view. On the other hand, don't constantly be negative with feedback, but be the person that your child knows is going to give transparent feedback when they ask you how they did. Point out their strengths, acknowledge their achievement, give constructive advice if asked to help them improve. If you see creativity in your child, teach them to be organised with their time and space to stop them daydreaming. Helping them being organised is going to also help them to focus. It's a well-known fact as well that entrepreneurs need to be able to think outside the box. They need to know how to be creative when finding low-cost solutions or finding help or finding interviewees, whatever their business is. So if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, you will either be a good or bad role model. Remember, you're going to be teaching your children without you even realising, especially in their early days. They're going to be watching what you're doing and they're going to model themselves on you. So you have to think you have to sit down and think yourself if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner. Am I a good role model or do I need to improve in some areas and you know maybe look at educating yourself because you are their role model. You're the one that they're going to be looking to when they're looking to run their own business. It's also important um, when you're bringing up kids to be successful in their own business that you start to talk about elements of business in just a natural way so it's part of the conversation that you have in your household. So start talking to them about money, start talking to them about how money is important in running a business in all areas of their lives. Money is such a huge taboo subject. Um, People, I think, are happier talking about sex than they are talking about money. So don't have that in your household. Don't have that in your family. Break that cycle by having conversations about money, making it a natural part of every day. It's not an excuse for you to offload all your financial issues onto them, but spend time talking about purchases that you're going to be making and different choices if you're somebody who goes through various different ways of purchasing large items something like a computer if you're somebody that goes through all the different comparison sites talk to them about what you're doing so that they can see how you do things they might not necessarily model that but they will certainly learn from you and then adapt to their own style talk about saving money budgeting how they see their money working in the future what do they want to do with their money encourage them to learn about money Encourage them to learn how the banking system works. Teach them what's often called the eighth wonder of the world, the wonder of compounding. Teach them that so that they can see from the small amount of money that they have, if they save it and the interest that goes on that, how that is going to grow. If you're somebody who listens to podcasts or listens to Audible, then find some 
publications about money so that they can be playing in the car some podcasts about money. It's a very good one by a gentleman called Rob Moore, which is called The Money Podcast. And he's written a book called Money, which is also on Audible. So have those in the car so that they're on playing and the kids will be listening to it. They'll take it in without you forcing the subject on them. When you're sitting down having some family time together, there's a number of games out there that you can play that teach you about money and teach you about money management. One particular one that we love to play is called Cash Flow from the Rich Dad Poor Dad organisation. That helps everybody learn about risk versus reward, investments, what happens if you turn this way, what happens if you turn that way. It's a fantastic game and it really, really helps them understand how money works and the terminology around money so that it's not alien to them when they're going out into the business world. Take them into the town and set up a bank account with them so that they can understand that this is where their money is going to be held and what the procedures around those things are. Give them a prepaid card such as a GoHenry card or an OSPA so that they can learn how to budget money without being able to overspend on it. And it gives them some independence, which they'll like. They can go and spend a little bit. You can also see what is being spent on, particularly those prepaid cards. So it's a really good way to get them into understanding about money management so that it's not something that they're afraid of. They embrace it and that will stand them in good stead in all areas of their lives. Um, We have a system at home where we have a series of jam jars for certain things. So all of our all of my loose change in my purse, five P's and two P's particularly go into one jar. So that's what's called a smash jar. Smash being a Scottish term for pennies and stuff. And that gets changed into two pound coins and one pound coins. And then that goes into savings. Um, But we have a jar for holidays. We have a jar for Christmas presents. We have a jar for birthday presents. And so you can see that those those jars start to grow as you're putting money in them and a certain amount of money goes in there every single month. And it's a good budgeting tool to use and it's very visible, which for a lot of children who are visual kids, it's valuable education for them. And, you know, seeing the money growing in the jar is sometimes enough of an incentive for them not to touch it and not to spend it. Okay, so what can we do to develop entrepreneurial skills? Because we're thinking about how to ignite that fire in them. I know of some people who take their children to work with them, take them into the office and they set little tasks to do. It might be a bit of filing. It might be going round and checking all the folders are in the right place or the same colours are being used, that sort of thing. It's a good way to get them involved in an office environment. So talk to your children about work. So take them into work with you. It involves them in your life as well. So they get to see what you're doing when you're when you're not at home. If they're good at doing things like baking or making things, why don't you set up something easy like a stall outside your house, something like that. I have a friend who did that last summer and her daughter was making friendship bracelets and she just made a a batch of them in the morning. She set up a little 
table and chairs just on her bit of the driveway on by the roadside. And I think within an hour or so, all these friendship bracelets had sold and she went off and she bought herself some more wool and stuff like that. And she made another batch for the next day. And she did this for a whole two weeks. And the profit that she made, so she understood about that she got the money in and then she had to pay the money out to get the goods, to get the, you know, the things that she needed to make. And then she sold them. So the profit was hers. And then she split it accordingly. And she taught herself a, a great deal in those two weeks. So it's a good idea to get them, if they're into doing stuff like that, to get them to sell it rather than just having it in the house. Encourage them in what they do. Get them to draw up a plan. They might be able to buy, make some stuff that they can sell on the internet through eBay or Amazon or Etsy, uh, especially if they're good at creative stuff like drawing or pictures or knitting or whatever it might be. I've already mentioned a couple of times on several other podcasts um, that I'm hoping to collaborate in the future on this podcast, Raising Successful Kids, with an organisation that teaches entrepreneurship to children. Uh, it's a company called Ultra Education and they teach children from ages seven to about 18. Uh, and they have some amazing stories of how they have taught kids to turn their passion into business and then on to success. Now, one controversial point that I'm going to make is to stop paying your kids pocket money. We don't do pocket money in our house. Um, we don't follow the idea that you get paid for doing jobs around the house. Our son lives in, a, in the house with us, so we have maybe a controversial way of thinking that you should contribute to the running of the home by helping out in the home and not get paid for it. I don't get paid for cooking and ironing and all those sort of things, so it seems it's unbalanced to allow one person to be paid for doing some small chores. So instead, think of something else that they can earn some money doing you know, if you need a particular job in the garden done that you're going to get a gardener to do, maybe cutting the hedge or raking up leaves or something like that, then think about asking them to do it so that they can earn some money there. Uh, maybe think about buying them a certain book on something, a self-improvement book or an educational book of some sort and get asking them to read it and write a short report about it and then you say well if it's a good enough report and I can get an understanding of how of what that book says then I'll pay you a reward I'll pay you um, an amount of money for reading the book and writing some a synopsis about it that's a good way that they're learning and they're also earning money as well I think possibly the most influential way to ignite a fire in your child is to get them to interact with a wide variety of people. We take our son to network meetings when we can. Um, we give him the opportunity to talk to people of different ages, lifestyles, different industries. Um, I would encourage you to do that if you're in a position to do that. We only have one child, so we kind of have to take him along. Um, but we also recognise that it's an amazing opportunity for him so so we encourage him to come along give them the opportunity to speak to people who will see ideas and concepts differently to you 
because as much as you like to think you do, you don't actually have all the answers. As I said, we do this a lot with our son. People have told me that we're actually being quite cruel to him, but being able to start and more importantly hold a conversation, especially with adults, especially with adults who are dealing with maybe high net worth individuals all the time, is such a useful skill. Um, I think it's actually cruel if you don't teach your kids how to hold a conversation with adults. Um, your child might be fascinated by how machines work, but you have no idea. So give the, your child the opportunity to learn from others by finding experts for them to talk to and connect with and perhaps even help out or work alongside. It's incredible how generous business owners and entrepreneurs can be when they're offered a keen child who wants to know more about what they do might not be something that you're interested in but if it's something that your child is passionate about then try and do everything you can to facilitate that encourage your children to speak and perform stand up and be heard we're raising children who are going to think for themselves and are confident and go on to solve their own issues and problems. So, will doing all of this ensure that you raise an entrepreneur? Well, no, it won't, because in the end, we're raising children who are going to be able to think for themselves. They might decide they don't want to go into that sphere, they don't want to be an entrepreneur but we're going to raise them to be and think successfully. They may not end up being an entrepreneur, but they will end up being self-confident, creative kids who dream big and know that they can make their dreams come true themselves without waiting for somebody else to get onto it for them. And that's a great gift that you can give any child, that gift of self-confidence. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. I've enjoyed doing the research about it. Thank you for listening. If you found the podcast enjoyable, please let me know. You can find me on Facebook and there's also a Raising Successful Kids Facebook page. So please head over there and join that community. Please contribute and share with other people who you think are going to benefit. I really want to grow that into something amazing so that it will benefit a huge amount of people. So thanks again, and let's keep raising our kids to think and to be successful. <laughs>